Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, good evening, and welcome to Can We Talk For Real? We are back on the air, live and in charge. Uh, Terry here. Uh, Michelle is actually on the road doing big things, doing big things. And um, we'll probably be hearing from her a little bit later tonight, hopefully. So we brought the show back um, because on this note, um, we actually have our special national guest, which we call uh, national because she is that, and that's Amani. She's going to be joining us soon um, on the air. But before we do that, um, we want to say congratulations to everyone who has gotten married, um, who is getting married um, in 2016. Big ups to everybody. So to prelude to Amani, we're going to actually talk to a few of our um, newlyweds, and some are, are old-timers, should I say, uh, also from Chicago, um, just to kind of get a feel and talk about uh, some things that some folks don't think about before they get married, uh, some folks do, but uh, and also to see a little bit about what married life is kind of uh, involved into for them. So um, before we do that, let me first say, the views and opinions expressed on Can We Talk For Real Block Talk radio show host, co-host, guest, and call-in listeners or chatters are solely the opinions of the original source who expressed them. We here at Can We Talk For Real appreciate your opinion and your openness to freely express them with us and the listening audience. Can We Talk For Real does not condone disrespect to the show content, the co-host, and or our guests. The host or co-host are not counselors, and we advise you to seek professional consultation if needed. So, tonight, um, I know that, um, and just to say, this is Terry, and I got married July 16, 2016. Happy, still newlyweds. Um, so I think you saw a couple pictures online, which is, and then we were off to Hawaii. Now it's back to reality, back to reality check. But, you know, so far, like I said, beginning of life is great. Um, and we're just settling into um, into those nuptials. So, But I want to bring on a couple people. Um, definitely bring on. Hey, Vice. Hello. Hey, how's it going? How's it going? Yeah. Now, folks, this is my nephew. Married. When did you get married? Can you hear me? Because we can't hear you. Hello? We have a little technical difficulties here. Maybe. Hello. Okay, gotcha. Okay. So can you hear me? Yes. Okay, great. So when did you get married? Okay, this, this is Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. Okay, so we got Stephanie and and we got Vice. I got Vice back now. Okay, so I got both of you, but I'm going to go ahead and do it to you. Stephanie is, um, is a Chicagoan, and she got yes. married when? I got married June seventeenth, two thousand eight. Just celebrated some years. <laughs> uh-huh. So now, where did you get married, at, Stephanie? We got married in Canada, overlooking Niagara Falls. Wow, nice, nice. Okay, so you're kind of an old timer in marriage, as we say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what did you see, or what did you? That's different in your marriage. I mean, I know a lot of us, you know, had either had mothers and fathers in the home, or at least you know one parent in the home uh, saw what 
marriages were supposed to look like on um, the straight side, the uh, heterosexual side. How about on your side? You know, you're married to a woman. Give a big shout. What's her name? Jacqueline. Hey, hey, big shout out to Jacqueline. So what was different for you? What do you, what do you see was different in the way you perceived your marriage? Um, well, I was married to a man um, years ago. The difference is respect, um, the loyalty, the honesty, the communication. Um, communication plays a big part, and I appreciate the conversations that we have on a daily basis and, you know, as far as what needs to be done, as far as our household and and our kids. Well, my kids, I have three kids, and she loves them like they're hers. They all call her mama and, and the grandkids. The grandkids call her grandma, Grandma Jackie. So it, it, it's been... It's been awesome because she she took on my she took on my family like as if it was hers. And when I first met her, she used to always say, "If I can give birth to kids, if I can give birth to kids, that'd be great." But nope, I want to give with somebody that get, they got kids gone, grown and gone. Luckily, here I am. All my kids are grown and gone. <laughs> so you guys are living See, that life. Loving it. I ain't got to worry about nobody. <laughs> it's a it's, it's it's a big difference between you know the heterosexual and the lesbian community because it's it's more open. We know each other more so than you could say me and a man know each other, and we know our feelings. We know we just know our bodies, and we know each other, and we respect each other to have a conversation. And that's what I like: the conversation, the communication, and keeping it honest and no, we don't agree on everything. Life's not perfect. No marriage is perfect. But at the same time, we respect each other's opinions and disagreements. Perfect. Okay. Um, okay. So now um, I'm going to bring in a, another couple because I kind of like this is what we call that prelude and, uh, to Amani. You know who's national, so I told you that before we talked before. So hold mm-hmm. on, don't swear. Um, so I think right now coming in we have Vice. Hey, Vice. Hey, what's going on? Not much. How about you? Uh, not much over here. Perfect, perfect. So I like the fact that we have Stephanie. You know, Dwight, and we always got, you know, Vice, you know, that, 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 that male figure there, you know, the more masculine woman. So when did you guys get married? Uh, we got married June 10th, 2016. Hey, hey, big ups. Okay, so now you got to rip uh, your wife. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, say that again? <laughs> I said you got to rip your wife. What's her name? Oh, yeah. <laughs> her name is Romisa <laughs> Macon. Okay. Well, where now? Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. So, wait, before you answer anything else, Stephanie, did you take your spouse's last name? Um, Actually, she took my name. Oh, she took your name. Okay. She took my name. My my name is Hyphen. I'm Stephanie. I do have her last name. So, my name is Stephanie Bailey, which is her last name, and my maiden name, which is Moss. And I asked her, I was like, okay, 
why, why is this? And she's like, well, you have kids, so I'm taking your name because you got kids. And I was like, but them ain't your kids. <laughs> and she's like, well, they are now. So now her her name is Jacqueline Bailey Moss. So oh, wow. Okay. It's, it's a little different because she took my name instead of, you know, me carrying her name last. So it is it, interesting, and I like it. So, Vice, back to you. Um, the question, I know all of us have seen, like, the heterosexual marriages, you know, the mothers, the fathers, and uh, stuff like that, So, and the marriages. So what did you or what do you see that's different in yours or how are you perceiving yours to be? Well, what I see as one of the major differences um, in um, this type of relationship is it's more of a, a partnership, in my opinion, you know, in heterosexual um, world, we have heterosexual norms, right? Like uh, the wife is supposed to be cooking, cleaning, the husband goes and makes money because I actually come from that type, that strict, the dad's going to work, mom's at home type uh, heterosexual uh, relationship. That's what I saw. So what I've always wanted to do is to work with my partner. You know, I wanted to be sure we both go work, you know, and if she doesn't want to clean today, then I'll pick up and clean today, you know, or if she don't feel like cooking tonight, then I'll pick up and cook tonight. Um, I do believe in some traditions. Um, I do like it when she cooks for me more than um, me cooking, to be honest, but I don't mind, you know, picking it up if, if that's what needs to happen. Um so I think that's one of the major differences is that we try to work together to make our marriage work. Perfect, perfect. So now I want to ask this question, but before I do, let me possibly bring in now. Is this Alicia? Or do I got D on the phone? Last word number zero five nine seven. Okay, so looks like I still just now. If we have Alicia uh, on the phone with her uh, partner, just press one. That way, I know that's you on the line. But um, to you two, did Mm -hmm. you did you have a lot of because a lot of people say when you get married, you kind of know who's there standing beside you, who's not. Did you lose a lot of friends, or did you, you know, or were they associates in the first place, or um, did you gain more than what you thought? Um, I think it was <laughs> with our situation. I think it was the when we got together, we lost people along the way, but the main people that stood by us was her family and my family, which was my family was really shocking because my sister. She had she hadn't really come to terms with accepting my sexuality, but when I said I was getting married, she's like, "Oh, okay," but she didn't volunteer to say, "Okay, I'm gonna be there," and that that kind of hurt because it's only me and my two sisters, and but my daughter was there, and my friend, um, my friend, my friend Cat, she's like, "I got you, I'm there, I'm I'm gonna be there, even if nobody else tell me I'm gonna be there." So that made me feel good, but her family has been. Really, really supportive, and they've been on. I mean, they're. I, I, I like it, and my sister did. She did come, and it was nice. And she, she come around since then, 
you know, but it, it was kind of hard because I didn't know on my side who was coming, who wasn't coming. Because I invited everybody, but, you know, when you're traveling out of state, that's the problem as well. But I just wasn't sure because I wasn't – my life is my life, and I don't have to explain my life to anyone. So at my point, I, I did what I had to do for myself because it's about me being happy at this point and not making sure everybody else is fine because I've done that for so long. I had to just worry about me. Okay. How about you, Vice? Well, I went the opposite route. Um, I didn't invite everybody. I invited people that I knew would come and celebrate us in love. So if I knew that somebody felt some some type of way about me being gay or if I heard any kickback from me getting married from someone, I just did not send them an invite at all. I wanted the atmosphere to be very warm and welcoming and everybody to be in the room to celebrate us. So, um, of course, I did invite the mom and the dad, and they actually did come, and um, we did try to invite at least, you know, our parents and extended out, as far as family, extended out to our closest family members, and then we went straight to friends, like my best friend, her best friend, and, you know, God sisters and, and that type of thing. We wanted it to feel real close. We wanted to feel the love as, as they felt our love as well. Mm-hmm. So, if you had to do it again, would both of you do it again? Oh yes, definitely. I'll be celebrating ten years next year. Oh yeah, I'd do it again. Uh-huh. Okay. And my answer, if I could pick, it got if I could pick anybody to lock me down, it would definitely be her <laughs> because I feel <laughs> like she. <laughs> She knows me, and it, it don't feel like prison or anything. It actually feels good. I get to be with my best friend for the rest of my life. It, it's an amazing feeling. So, yeah, I would do it again. Nice, nice. So now all of us know we got people who are coming. Okay, so let me let me throw my two cents in. Um, <laughs> yes, got married. Um, and it's so funny because I knew the person prior to, and we actually were friends. We talked and everything. You know, there was nothing between us. So for anybody out there, like, well, we know no, but no messing around wasn't any of that. Um, you know, it kind of actually just happened. And I'll be the first to tell you, I am not the best communicator out there in the world. Um, I, I didn't talk coming up. So for me, it wasn't like, I wasn't like that open book. Um, she more so is, and I appreciate that. I appreciate that uh, from her. So... The key is for me, you know, to develop those skills, which, you know, I think I'm kind of developing. And, yeah, I would would take her any day. Yes, I would do to someone. 
Well, yeah, because, see, my thing is I've been mature enough in my day to realize that I did want marriage, but also immature enough to realize that I wasn't about to do it with just, you know, anybody. So I was just out doing whatever I wanted to do younger. But um, currently and, you know, in my future is that I realize that it's not necessarily about me being ready because I'm ready. It's about me finding the person that I want to marry. To me, that's what was more important. I mean, so I was really hoping it would just, you know, be legalized everywhere so I wouldn't have to ship myself off to, you know, Canada <laughs> or, or, you know, California. I was really hoping I ain't have to do that trip. But, you know, to, to, for it to be legal, though, it, it's, it's a great thing that I can just be here and we can just get married somewhere here and we don't have to go pack up, travel, and then come back and we're not honored the way we should be when we get back to our state. So right. I'm happy that it happened. I'm definitely am. Me too. I, I I can definitely agree. And when by we're celebrating our ten years next year, we will be having another ceremony, but it will be here. So okay. that will be good because I went when they when we got the law and we was like, okay, we legit. Okay, I went I went to calling people. Okay, what do I need to do to get this license transferred? The lady said, you don't need to do anything. Just give me the license number and then just register. I don't know to Illinois. I said, okay, I'm one no problem now <laughs> because, right. you know, we are married. And I am, you know, I benefit, you know, as far as benefits is concerned. I don't want to have no problems because she, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on her benefits, and I don't want nobody to come back and say, well, no, you can't, you know, you can't have that because your license don't say Illinois. You right. know, but but so far we, we haven't encountered that, you know, but I have encountered it with the Social Security Board when I went to change my name and show them my marriage license, it was, I, you would think I had the spotlight on me because everybody kept coming over looking at this marriage license. And I snatched it back. I said, this is not for show. This is not pictures. I just come to change my name. <laughs> you know, that's all I did, you know. Well, you can't change your name. Uh, I'm married. You see the license? Yeah, I can. <laughs> so, well, hold on. Yeah, you we do have our next guest on, but I do want to, before we bring um, our special lady on, I do want to say uh, 773-0580. Got you on the line. How are you? Hello? Hello? Okay, so you may have to call us back. Um, so what we want to do is um, I wanted to, to really just really quickly talk to a couple folks from Chicago um, ask you a couple questions. We're going to actually swing back to Chicago um, marriage, you know, family. That's going to be a show coming down the line, so definitely you two will be, you know, our guest. I want you to hold on, and I want you okay. to join me in welcoming Amani to the show. Hey, Amani, how are you? I'm welcoming I'm excellent, thank you. And I think we got your hubby on the phone with us. So yes. Uh, hey there, how are you? <laughs> can you hear me? Dee, can you hear me? I think she's on the line, but I don't think. Well, you know, my <laughs> wife is there is a little shy, so oh. you know. <laughs> 
perfect. So we want to say we are so happy that you are better. Yes, thank you so much. That is, It was a scary minute there. And, you know, talking about marriage, and I was listening to the last uh, person speaking as I chimed in, and, you know, all of, there are so many inherent rights and benefits that come along with being married, being married, many of them we never even um, are, we're, we're never even aware of, nor do we even exercise. But but there are so many inherent uh, rights, and one of them has to do with the the medical benefits and the rights given to you as spouses. And um, you know, I really got a chance to experience that firsthand um, with you know the two stints in the hospital recently. And my wife being able to, you know, assert her right as my spouse. Um, so it was, it was really intense, and I'm just grateful to be here. <laughs> it was very intense. Sure. So now you're in Atlanta, and I know the reason I, I did the Chicago because it seemed like it's a little different. Um, mm-hmm. And and with that, I mean, like Stephanie was saying, she had some issues with Social Security and stuff like that. Did you guys change each other? Did somebody take somebody's last name or? Mm-hmm. Yes, I actually, you know, my wife is very, um, very, um, you know, open to, you know, however I wanted to do it. And because, you know, I have some public aspect aspect to the what I do as a performer and, you know, and just as a, a public advocate and all of that she said you know I I understand if you want to keep your name but I really didn't want to and I didn't want to hyphenate Um, I just wanted her name (laughs) Um, so so uh, my name became Imani Baskin and with the right to uh, change my social security card and even birth certificate and all that I haven't done that part yet um, but so far, I haven't had any issues whatsoever. Okay. Okay. In that regard. So, mm-hmm. so tell us a little bit because we kind of went straight into the marriage. But I know we mm-hmm. do have this. Just know maybe a little bit about you. Um, mm-hmm. Tell our audience a little bit more about you, and then let's mm-hmm. come back to the marriage. Sure. So, um, so since about 2005. In 2005, I started Women Healing Women. Mostly I started it because I needed it, and we provide supportive services for long-term survivors of sexual and domestic violence, intimate partner violence. And it's so interesting, before I came, before I got logged into the show tonight, as you know, I was actually at an anti-violence advocate event at the Rush Center where we were talking about the various organizations that provide services to the LGBTQI community with respect to intimate partner violence. We were talking about some of the issues because a lot of even the advocates and service providers need to be continually trained and and, and information that comes out that's new and having new understandings about working with intimate partner violence, particularly in marginalized communities, and dealing with the intersectionality of those communities. Because if you're LGBTQ, that's one issue. Then if you are of color, that's another uh, intersection. And then if you are in a, a different socioeconomic 
position, that's another issue. And so there's all that negotiation of various space that we have to deal with um, as survivors, but also as providers to long-term survivors. So I was just at that event that um, this evening, and one of the things I was happy to hear that we were, was part of the conversation this evening uh, when we talked about the power wheel of violence, we also talked about the, um, you know, really not just focusing on what does anti-violence look like, but what does healthy relate, what do healthy relationships look like, and creating a power wheel for that, too, where um, people can look at, these are the pieces of, that make up a healthy, quality relationship, and ultimately a marriage. Um, so that is what I do, I mean, and, and as it relates to this conversation this evening, that's been my work for the past, actually, before I started Women Healing Women, I, I worked in, in anti-violence intimate partner violence issues. That's that's who I am and what I do. Ah, okay. So now, you got married. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Although, you know, I like to say it really wasn't a secret. I just didn't tell anybody um, <laughs> um, because <laughs> only really, you know, our very, very, very tight, tight circle knew. But honestly, even my mother came here from New Jersey, um, and, um, you know, we timed it around that, and uh, she didn't know. She, she came here from New Jersey, New Jersey. I told her I was getting married while she was, Crossing Virginia, so, so 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 she was like, okay, okay. So I was like, you know, wrap your mind around it because uh, it's happening, and um, and that's the way it was. And by the time she left, it was a true love fest. She loves my wife, you know. She calls me up and says, I got the best dang daughter-in-law in the whole world, and she's not talking about my brother's wife, so. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> okay. Nice. Nice. So mm-hmm. I know you guys were together for a while. Um, mm-hmm. What do you feel, or how do you feel? What changed? You know, once you said the I do, you know, or even before we even get to I do, leading up to the I do, and you guys know you were going to do it. You know, the best friends knew, close knit knew, and nobody else did. What changed, or what process? change getting to that altar to say I do. Mm-hmm. The desire to make leaving a non-option, you know, because, you know, I, I actually, you know, we, we've been together for five years and, you know, we've broken up a couple of times in there and we are really, we really suck at breaking up. Um, <laughs> we break up, we, 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 we suck at it. Like, you know, we break up and then two days later, <laughs> He's like, you know, I love you. I love you. I love you. Stop messing with me. Well, you stop messing with me. You know, and so uh, we really found that we couldn't, we could not be apart from each other. And I remember seeing uh, Will Smith and Jada talking about their marriage. And one of the things they talked about is taking leaving off the table. Because when you take leaving off the table, then you look for solutions instead. And so we just decided to stop playing. You know, 
I, one of the things I will say, you know, because as you know, um, I'm a therapist as well, but I, one of the things that I, I know is that I have my own, um, I have my own intimacy issues, you know, so I could recognize that, you know, both of us had our own intimacy issues, and so getting close could, would become very uh, scary, and so a lot of times um, I would, we would look for ways to escape. You know, if you want a reason to leave, that's not hard. It's not hard. I mean, because you're different people, and if you're with a person long enough, oh, trust me, they get on your nerves. You know, you, you, I mean, you see a couple say, oh, we never fight, and we never, well, either you've been together only for the last 30 days or <laughs> you're lying, <laughs> because if you've been together long enough, there's always something that can be irritating if you're looking for a reason to be irritated. And so I think the difference for us is that we just decided that we were going to take, um, leaving off the table and the way for us to do that was we had always been talking about getting married and it was me I was like you know I think we should get married now she had been asking me and and I would him and haw and then I said you know one day I think we we should get married and she was like are you serious I said yes and she said okay and I think like it was probably two days Later, I had a gorgeous ring and a wonderful proposal, and um, and then we just decided we didn't want to wait. We were just going to do it. I've never really been into the whole big wedding thing, so that part wasn't a big deal for me. Uh, we were both very clear on that. Um, but that's that's pretty much what the difference was. You know, we just decided. Now, I want to say, too, though, we didn't – we decided – to just go ahead and get married, but we didn't decide to stop doing the work of being together. So even though you're married, that's kind of what you're saying, is even though you're married, um, you still have to work as if you're just together and now you're also married. Absolutely, absolutely. I really think that, you know, being together and being married um, is, like, I think there are four I would say four things that I think are really key to making that successful. And I define success not by the fact that there is no conflict, like your relationship is uh, void of conflict, because that, that, that would be problematic. Conflict can be a healthy way to move toward intimacy in any relationship. When I say I don't mean arguing and fighting, what I'm saying conflict meaning there comes a time where you both have to start negotiating what you want and this is what I want, and then you find a place to negotiate with. Um, so, you know, you still have to continue to do that work and be committed to that. Um, so I really think that there are four things. And now I apply this, we apply this to us, but as a clinician, I apply this to the clients I work with at, as well. And those four, the four things um, would be, the first thing is um, to have a successful marriage, um, be a whole person. You know, be a whole person. Show up as a whole person. And really being a whole person means that you're not looking for someone to complete you or that your marriage will somehow sort of uh, complete some circle of you, that you have to show up to the relationship as a whole person. And that is 
that's an accountability you give to yourself, but it's also an accountability you have to your partner, you know, is to be a whole person. And so if you look through all the elements of what makes up the, the, uh, a person's life, you know, the social aspect, the financial, the, all of those pieces, the physical, the health, all of that, those pieces, that you work to be a whole, complete person in all those areas. So that would be one. Um, two would be, and this is going to sound, might sound strange, but uh, choose the right person. You know, sometimes people get stuck in choosing someone based on qualities that have nothing to do with what they really want, but rather what others want for them or what they think fits society or, or all of that. But to have a quality relationship, you know, choose the right person. Choose the person that isn't just the person that makes you tingle, you know, but the person that has the qualities and characteristics that, you know, really bring to you a quality partnership. And that's going to require you to understand the difference between having a relationship where you're wanted and not needed. And that's not a comfortable place for everybody. You know, some people aren't comfortable being wanted. They like being needed because if somebody needs you, well, then you feel like you have them anchored in. But if they just want you, well, now that's, that's that's a different place, and a lot of people aren't comfortable there, just just being wanted and not needed. Now, we came to came to one of your uh, workshops, um, you know, in Atlanta, and big ups to the workshops that you give because you give mm-hmm. good information, you give something Thank to take you. back. Always either booklets or paper. Um, it's uh, mm-hmm. interactive, so you're not going to just sit there and listen to a talk. You're not going to just sit there and watch her. You're going to be involved, which is right. to, me is, to me is good. Now, right. a lot of people, you know, when you first came on, you talked about the benefits uh, of marriage. Mm-hmm. And one question to you is, how much research? Um, had you done as far as, like, different rights, um, you know, things that were going to change. Did you do any of that prior to, or was it something that, you know, you were like, it doesn't matter. This is who I want to be with. That's it, that's all. When you say research, are you meaning research of my wife specifically, or are you talking about no, of marriage, I mean, like, period? You know, of, like, marriage period, of, like, you know, what the, what are oh. the benefits, mm-hmm. you know, what is this going to do, you know, what do I either have to sacrifice or give up, or do I have to, or what are mm-hmm. we both going to gain when we do this, things like mm-hmm. that? Well, I, I did in a sense that, you know, we had for Create Love, I don't know if you remember, but this, you know, we did, um, Sharon and I did a workshop that was, Host by a judge, um, a Phyllis, and she actually talked about um, um, marriage. And at that point, it had not reached the federal level yet, but uh, various states. I think at that when we had that re- that workshop, there were about seventeen states that had um, marriage at the state level. So it had not become federal yet. And she did a lot of talking about, um, you know, the rights, the inherent rights with, um, with, with marriage. 
Um, I think there are about 38 inherent rights with, with um, marriage, but 33 or 38. Uh, and, and so in that workshop, she gave so much great information um, that really had been the um, impetus to me really looking at the other, other things that would be um, benefits that I at least would partake in. I knew that, you know, health insurance would be an interest. I wanted to look at what estate planning benefits were there. Um, and uh, so, you know, I, I did get some information that was a catalyst to me seeking out other information. And so in that way, and at that time, I didn't, uh, you couldn't have told me that I would be married today. I did not know that that was the case. But, um, but I definitely wanted to understand the legal rights with marriage because I, I wanted to be able to help the people, the couples that I worked with, because I was starting to see couples who had gone to other states where marriage was legal and got gotten married there, came back here, and had to deal with the difference in that. So that kind of, I'm glad that we got married when it became federally recognized because the nightmare really of sort of detangling and understanding the rights at the state level, um, that was a little bit of a nightmare because, you know, you have people who were getting married in another state, um, then to get divorced, you had to actually go back to that state, and then there were only a couple of, you had to come and file your state taxes individually, but your federal tax was together as a married person, and it just was very multi-layered and complicated. Um, uh, it, it was definitely worth it for those folks who wanted to do that, but I, but I am grateful that we got married at the time that it became federal. And I'm glad you said that because today I was looking, you know, online at a few things and like with taxes, and they were saying that, you know, at this point you can never file single. You definitely have to file either married jointly, married single, mm-hmm. head of household. Right. Um, right. And this will be the first year now. You know, listening to you, you know, and I know you probably talked to Phyllis and everything about this. Those who get married this year, um, is it half a year, or is it the entire, or is it looked at as the entire year of you being married? When, when you, when you get, when you get married, are you saying, if you get married in this year, in next year, do you have to file marriage? Like if- like if it's November, October, November, December, closer toward the end of the year. I know sometimes they say if you take care of your kids only like October, November, December, you can't claim like that year because you didn't do half a year. So right. I guess I kind mm-hmm. of that's the same, you know, for marriage. Yeah, I think it's six months. I do think it's a it's the same kind of thing that if you it's a six month, um, like you have to be married a certain amount of time in the year uh, to claim that year. Um, but I, but, but I will say I'm not 100% sure. So, I mean, that's something that we have to, well, we're, we're already, you know, we're married, so we have to file married, you have to file married. Like you said, you can file married filing jointly or married filing separately, but you have to file that you're married. Perfect. Mm -hmm. So, so um, I know you're, you want to talk a little more freely about marriage. So I'm actually going to open up the floor and let you um, talk, you know, about what it is that you really want to express and, you know, let the listening audience know about this um, institution uh, that we've joined into. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I said in uh, when I first started talking that I felt like there were four things in terms of, you know, creating a successful marriage, and I, I only got to two of them. Uh, because I want to sort of, I wanted to sort of take a break in uh, of talking about it, and you know, so that there could be dialogue. But the other two that I wanted to really um, have an opportunity to talk about would be, and this is really, really important, is honing your communication and negotiation skills. You know, because the the thing I like to tell couples is. You know, because I would talk about communication with the couples I work with in my office, and they say, well, we talk all the time. And I always say, well, just because you're talking doesn't mean you're communicating, <laughs> you know. And and communication is one thing, but learning how to negotiate with one another is a really important skill that not everyone has, partly because, you know, some people are very challenged with speaking up and saying what they want. And then some people are very challenged at, you know, making room for uh, what another person wants and not seeing just their way as the right way. And the skill set that's required to understand how you express your, your needs and make room for your partner's needs is about learning negotiation skills and learning communication skills. When I do workshops on communication, there's a really awesome exercise that I do that gives one couple sits back to back, um, and then I give one person a piece of paper, and on that piece of paper is a bunch of shapes, and and the person has to describe to the partner who can't, ask any questions, what's on their paper, and then we hold it up to see if both sides look the same. Inevitably, they do not because there are details and nuances to communication. We think we're complete, we're we're communicating the whole picture, and we're really not, you know, and everything gets filtered through another person's schema. You know, we got the schema, your, your own life and all of that. Everything is being filtered through that. And so, you know, it, it's it's different. And so you think you're communicating clearly and actually you're not. And so learning that skill is, is really important and not assuming you have it because you are successful as a single person. And I always tell people who say, well, you know, um, I've been doing the work on myself. I've been single for five years, and I've been doing my work, and that's, um, you know, I've been doing my work so that I could be a great partner, and that's all well and good, but that's about the equivalent of a swimmer saying, you know, I've been swimming on land for about five years. I I think I'm a pretty awesome swimmer. Well, you don't really know until you dive in the water. We don't know exactly how well your swimming lessons on land with no water have been going until you dive in the water. And relationships are the same. You could be doing your work, but we choose people who reflect back our stuff. So until you get in a relationship and are rubbing up against that reflection of yourself and the other person's stuff, you're not you you don't know exactly how much of your work you've done, nor how much more you need to continue to do. Because of course we're we're a we're an evol- we uh, we evolve we continue to evolve evolve we're pro- we're a work in progress so the work doesn't ever stop 
you know, and an effort toward that is really essential. And in that, I think that the key is to make your relationship love-centric more than it is egocentric, you know, to be more couple-centric than you are individually-centric. You know, if you wake up every day and think to yourself, what could I do to make her happy or to make him happy? Uh, And you answer that question for yourself. You will set off a cycle of where you look for ways to love instead of looking for things that are wrong. You know, I was watching Jimmy Carter on Super Soul Sunday, and it was such a beautiful tell of he was saying how she was talking about how beautiful the relationship is with Rosalind and how did he, you know, what was that about? And he was saying, you know, I just, I, he said, you, she said, you still blush when you think about her. He said, yeah, we make room for each other. But he also told the story that the most loving thing between them is the fact that every morning he makes hot tea for her. And it's, it's because one year he forgot her birthday. They had been to get married for many years. He, he forgot her birthday, and he said, oh, no. When he realized it, he was like, I got to make something up. So he made these coupons. We can have whatever you want, whenever you want however you want. And she said, let me think about it. And she thought about it and she said, I know what I want for my birthday. He said, what is that? She said, I want you to make me tea every morning. And he said, forever? And she said, yes. If you do that, that feels like love to me. And he said, okay. And from that day to the day he was sitting talking to Oprah, which he said uh, was uh, 20 plus years, he had been making her tea every morning. Now that's love. And this is yes. That's a small. <laughs> that's love. That's a small thing, right? Just a small thing that makes it so special. It's a small mm-hmm. thing. Now, how 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 much does it take to make some tea? But the fact that he committed to doing that every day and do it is is a, is it was important to her. It felt like love to her, you know. And I think that's really that's about making your relationship love-centric instead of egocentric. Not give her what you think. Like, he might have said, well, you know, I'm going to give her flowers every day. Well, you might do that. But that may not be what feels like love. It might be nice. But allow the person to tell you what it feels like to love, like what, here's what loving me looks like, you know? Paint that picture for you. Exactly. Exactly. You you have to help your partner love you, you know, and, and, and you cannot do that if you haven't explored yourself to yourself at all. Like, if you don't know yourself, it's hard to tell another person who you are, you know. And people, you know, you come to a relationship and you might think that the person should just know. But, you know, we're so vastly different, and as we get older, you know, there are so many ways that we evolve that, you know, it's, a, it's an ongoing thing to, to love. And I think the biggest thing is giving each other some grace, some, some, just some grace. Like give people, everything doesn't have to be a battle. You know, you look at, if you also, if you take um, leaving off the table as an option, then it also really changes, and I mean seriously take it off the table. You really do, it really changes what you're willing to argue about. 
She's like, well, I'm not going nowhere. She's not going nowhere. I'm not getting ready to argue about this baked potato you left in the microwave. I'm going to keep it pushing. You know, like, why do we have to sit and argue about that? Like, you're not going to do that. Like, you have to make room for the person to be a person. And that, to me, is great. So did your spouse um, ask you what would you like? How, how, how can she express love to you? She asked me that on a regular basis. Um, you know, we kind of do that for each other. We'll say, is there anything I could do for you, baby? And, you know, we say it kind of laughing at each other. Um and we do both take that opportunity to say, yeah, usually for me, it's making me some tea because I love tea. And it's probably why the story about Jimmy Carter stuck out to me. Um, for her, it's when I cook her something. Like I made her a couple of weeks ago, I made her a tuna quiche. Oh, uh. my. Uh, you would have thought, and I made her like, uh, I made like, how many did I make, honey? Like two of them. Two or three of them, because I knew they were delicious. I had never made it for her, but it, I knew she was going to love it. And she loved that thing so much that it just was like love to her. Like, I the look on her face. She took it to work, you know, for lunch, and that feels like love to her. When I come out and look at the work she does in the yard, that feels like love to her. But she'll be like, well, baby, did you see the lights I put out? Because, you know, the yard is her thing. Like, outside the house, that's her thing. So she'll, if, I, if, she tell, if, she, if she asks me to come out and look at it, you know, I do that. And then I, I do celebrate it with her. Because sometimes, you know, the, the, the death of a relationship, when couples come in my office, I can, all, I can very quickly tell if they're actually going to make it. They have contempt for each other. See, fighting, arguing, cheating, whatever it is, I believe just about anything is recoverable in a relationship. But if you have contempt for one another, that is the death of a relationship. And contempt is visible to me when you start disregarding the humanity of the person. You see the couple, you don't even look at them. You can't stand looking at them. That's contempt. Um, and and the opposite of contempt is not love, it's celebration. So, you know, when she says, you know, could you come and look at the yard, I don't know what I'm looking at, and she's talking about zoysia grass and who should grass. I don't know what she's talking about. But when I go out there because it is her, it's what makes her feel good, then I make her feel good. I, Baby, this is awesome. I know what good looks like. I don't know what the name of the grass is, but. <laughs> I know it looks nice. This is awesome. And I, I am intentional in that moment to celebrate that with her. I'm like, she's like that with me. Like, I'm a creative. So anything I create, whether it's a program, a flyer, a card, or whatever, if I show it to her, she knows that I need her to stop. Like, don't look at it in passing. Stop. Acknowledge it. Look at it. Tell me it's awesome. And that fuels my day. That fuels my day, and it keeps me charged to go do the next thing. Um, and that small, those are the small investments in each other and in our marriage that we make as an ongoing intentional thing. 
And I'm going to ask you like I asked a couple of before, leading up okay. to uh, to the marriage, uh, and mm-hmm. even now, did you lose certain people? I mean, um, along the way, did you gain, you know, uh, a group, a certain group of people? Kind of, a lot of people talk about when they get married, they start looking more like toward the Amer- the couples uh, to kind of spend time with, um, to kind of hang out with. Um, so did that change for you or...? Oh, yeah, I got unfriended by quite a few people. <laughs> you know, I got unfriended by a few people. But, you know, I think that, um, you know, that, that was, that's really a sign that while they were saying it was friendship, it really wasn't, you know, that there was another agenda with that. And um, so, see ya. You know, it did. It did. That part didn't bother me. None of my circle. Now, let me tell you. I called my inner circle individually and told them I was. I'm getting married. You know, and um, Dawn and I have decided to work through all of our stuff. And um, I love you, so I'm telling you before you see it on Facebook. <laughs> um, and um, and I need you to be part of our village. You know, and when I asked them not only to accept that I was getting married, but I asked them to accept my my wife and to participate in the success of my marriage. You know, I mean, see, this to me, as as Africans living in America, this is this is old school tradition to have your village. And what that means to have a village is not, you know, that they co-sign crap you know, or that they only support one person. Even if they don't talk to her on a regular basis, I I I made the request to them to, to my people, she made the request to her people that we need you to be a part of the village for our marriage. So that means you're supporting both of us regardless of whichever the two of us you're speaking with in the moment or whosoever friend you are, you have to be part of um, the village to support our marriage. And then, you know, uh, even with my mom, you know, I said to her, you know, uh, because one of the things I had to learn is, you know, when you have your woes, you want to vent and share that with people. You really can't do that with everybody. You really can't. And I know that I could not do that with my mother because she, the people you're doing that with, they don't let it go. You might move back past it, but all they have is the part that's not so good. They're not having the part where she coming over with the sexy boxers and a dozen roses. They don't see that part, you know. So they see the part that all they remember is the part you said um, that made you feel bad or sad or hurt. And so I had to have that conversation with my mother and let her know, like, I need you to support my marriage. This is happening. You know, and I need you to support my marriage and be on board because I love her, and I need you to respect her. And I believe it's up to the each partner to make that requirement of all the people in the world. Like, it's my responsibility to make that requirement to my family. It's her responsibility to make that requirement to her part. You have to join forces with your wife, your spouse, mm-hmm. and period. And period. That's it. Okay, okay. That's it. You got to join forces. So now answer. Because people, if you if people see a little gap, 
You know, they come, They you got the people who will come for it. You have to let them know there is no gap. So now, let me say, now, here's a question for you. Now, you, you've told people, matter of fact, you've shown people, you know, this, this is this. Is this. this is, there's nothing in between us. This is it. Um, and they still do what they do. That's when it's time to kind of eliminate that or kind of separate yourself from the you element. You have to. You have to. You have to. You have to make an allegiance and a covenant to your marriage. You know, not just to your partner, but to your marriage. You have to make the covenant. You have it's a covenant, and you have to decide that that is the most important thing. Period and dot. And truly, when you are that solid about it, see, people are solid about things you're solid about. If you aren't solid, if you feel shaky, you sound shaky. The language you use is kind of unclear. Whatever then that's, that's what they hone into. But if you are resolved, and I believe this about anything, really, like if you are resolved about a thing, people are resolved about that thing. You know, so, you know, you have to, you have to decide that there's a covenant. That's what those rings represent. You know, this, this is a covenant, and, um, and you, this comes first. You know, one of the things I always love when my brother, who's married and has five kids, he has his own personal village. <laughs> um, he he says he says to when his kids are, are like and they're interrupting, like say he's talking to his wife, he'll say um, he'll turn to his kids and say, "Hold on, don't you see me talking to my wife?" And there's a distinction, and he didn't say, "I'm talking to mommy." You know, right. mommy and daddy are talking. He said, I'm talking to my wife, you know, and that's a very clear, he's sending a message. Like, she's your mother. We're a family. You're, I'm daddy. She's mommy. But she's also my wife. And that's a very clear distinction. It sends a message, you know, um, without saying the words to kids, uh, to his kids about how to respect that union. Even within your household, you have to respect this union. Like, this is my wife. Mm-hmm. And nothing gets between that. Okay. okay. Uh, I, I'm just going to tell you that you got a, uh, you got a high five with a, with, a, with, a, with a hand in the air for your last couple. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm smacking this high five back. <laughs> okay. That's right. So now. I know um, you got you got married. You've been working with women for a while, for a nice while. Yes. Um, you've you've gotten a lot of messages out to people, uh, but now mm-hmm. it's your turn. Mm-hmm. What has really changed for you? I mean, I know you love being married, and I know you love your mm-hmm. wife. And I know you, you know you just talked about how you know it becomes a unit. But what else changed for you? that made you guys that one? Did you feel that one? Yeah. Um, I would say the thing that changed for me, the very the very distinct thing that changed for me was, um, hmm, The very distinct thing that changed for me was the quieting of the little girl 
who always, oh, this is good. I'm glad you asked me this question. Um, growing up, like, you know, I have been on my own since 17. You know, I, I have, I only have known taking care of myself, working hard, um, doing multiple things, um, you know, and left home at that point and never looked back. And um, so I'm, I'm clear that I'm a survivor. I'm clear that I can hustle. I'm clear that I know how to take care of me. Um, and then there came a point where, you know, that became exhausting. But, you know, you got, I got to keep doing life, you know. And getting married to me was the sigh of relief that I'm truly, truly not alone anymore, you know, in a way that's different than, you know, being in a relationship. Because I've been in a relationship. I was in a six-year relationship. We lived together, et cetera. But when somebody makes that covenant with you, you you are connected to that person on multiple levels. And you, it, it, it was that sigh of relief. Now, I'm going to tell you, this, isn't, this actually isn't something I expected to feel. I, I didn't even know that I needed that sigh. But to know that you know that you know that there is somebody that is your person and you're their person to the fighter little girl in me that was, unbeknownst to me, tired of fighting by myself, she took a sigh. I could visually see her in my head sit down and go, I could chill now. I could chill for a minute. I'm not alone. Somebody else is in it figuring it out with me, committed to figuring it out. They, She chose me just like I chose her and we we are in this together. She's my person. I'm her person. So I never, never, never have to worry about, like, who's going to come get me off the side of the road. If I go to the hospital, you know, who's who's going to be the person up there demanding that people take care of me if I can't, you know, if I become incapacitated? Who's the person that if I am terminated is not just going to pat me on the back and let me crash at their house for the weekend, but they're figuring it out with me. They're like, okay, what are we going to do? (laughs) You know, that sigh of relief that was at a visceral level I didn't even know was there, that little girl took a sigh of relief. And that's what getting. That's why when you see me posting, I love being married. It's it's the little girl saying that. Mhm. Mhm. So mm-hmm. I'm about to get a little bit personal. Okay. Because um, your wife. Mhm. She's more of the laid back, quiet one on the side. I know it mm-hmm. may not be true. But that's, that's, yes. that's no, she's true. <laughs> okay, okay. And you seem more of the outgoing, the, the you know, you're the person that's going to, you know, say the first thing, you know, she may have to say sometimes, baby, you know, uh, every war in a battle, you know, but mm-hmm. you're, that, you're, that, you're that person. Mm-hmm. You know, getting married 
you know, you said that you have to grow with each other. It's communication. Um, how has that been, seeing that she seems to be more the quiet one? Not the, the not the you know, the punk kind of one, but the more quiet one in the relationship. Um, you know, has that changed for you? Is that something that you'd like to see changed, or are you okay with how it is? Well, you know, like, you know, everybody, we're all multidimensional, right? So, you know, a lot of times you see somebody who's very quiet in public, they're not always that, you know, they're not that at home, you know, so she's not like that at home. Like, she's she's ta- she's not talkative as me, but we don't need a whole bunch of that, right? So, <laughs> um, but um, we, laughter is really huge for us, so we both, we laugh a lot, as well as our daughter, because, you know, um, she I came to the relationship with a daughter, and she had a daughter, and, we, and so she's like a young woman now, because she's almost 19, but um, we, um, you know, so we laugh a lot, we laugh a lot, and um, and we talk a lot. What's very funny, and people generally don't know this, but, like, because I am pub that you know, I have that public aspect to to who I am. She's usually the one that's like, uh, baby, you wanna have such and such over? I'm just like, I don't want nobody over here. You know <laughs> <laughs> No, baby, no. You know, I was like, I don't like people. And she'd be like, Oh my God, you know so she was like, if people only knew that that's how you are, you know, usually like if I do a workshop or something and the people are like, hey, let's go, go to the Mexican restaurant. And she'll be like, yeah, baby, you want to go to the restaurant? I was like, now you know I don't want to go to no damn restaurant. Let's get in this car and go home. <laughs> um, so I naturally like that. I'm usually the one that's like, I want to be home. Like if I'm not doing an event or performing, with, I want to be home with my family. Like, that's all I want to do, and so she's always trying to pull me out. So that's why I say, you know, it's we're people are multidimensional, and we're definitely that. The other thing I will say to what you said, because I do value the point you're making, because uh, I want to make this to other people, because I am definitely very, very high alpha uh, female, even though she is the masculine identified one, and you know when I took that test, I took the little uh, test that tells, you know, how much alpha, how much beta you are, and I'm like 86% alpha, and what I had to, what I came to learn is how to respect the strength that she brings to the relationship, you know, so there's, so I'm the person who's like, I could be very quick in something, like I'm like, let's talk about analysis. I had to learn how to respect that she is an observer, that she takes more time to process things, and to not see that as a weakness was a turning point for me. It really was. It was, it was and, I, and I'm going to be honest, it probably happened somewhere at the end of 2014, that I begin to come to begin to recognize that strength shows up a lot of different ways. You know, sometimes we think strength is the loudest person in the room, and it's not always. You know, and I came to respect and love that, um, and appreciate the value it brought to me. You know, 
So that was a real turning point. So no, I don't, she's not, you know, quiet at home. She is, and she's not, she's more reserved than she is shy. You know, I, we say that about um, our daughter too, is she's, she's reserved. And so I see the reserved as a choice. You know what I mean? Um, she doesn't like the spotlight. So whenever I'm just like, you know, performing, and I'm like, that's my life, but that's my baby. She'd be like, oh, yeah. but she, <laughs> but she tolerates it, some of it from me. I try not to, to cross her boundaries too much, but um, I do think that you have to learn how to not just tolerate one another, to really respect the various strengths that you bring to a relationship. Yeah, you get you got a high five on, on a couple sides. Got another five. Oh, boom, boom, <laughs> high five that. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, um, okay, so you're that person that you know that wants to after your days, you know, go home as family. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because that you said it's because today, you know, I was talking to a coworker, mm-hmm. and it was three o'clock. And they were like, okay, you usually never watch the clock. What's up? I said, hey, I'm going home. I said, my wife's going to be at home. I said, and I can't wait for the weekend. And she was like, mm-hmm. no, the weekend. I said, because we didn't work five days, these two days is ours. I said, so, you know, so for me, it has changed to where, I mean, I'm, if I could run the trucks over to get home, that's what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. It's amazing how. You know, you get these feelings, and then somebody may say something like, "No, yeah, you know what? That that happened with me too." Um, but it's a good feeling. You know, it, it mm-hmm. doesn't feel like on my neck. It doesn't feel like you know. It, it and and I'm gonna tell you, you know, I'm gonna be that that truthful person. It wasn't that I didn't want to be married to her. It wasn't that we weren't gonna get married. It was the fear of okay, um, I don't want to be somewhere where you know I got a noose around my neck. Somebody thinking, "No, they're gonna mm-hmm. do this, do that." love me to death, but sometimes, you know, people can love you not the right way. And then, you know, as I watched, as we got closer, you know, I started watching some of the things she was doing. I was like, okay, so you were hiding that part of you. Didn't let me mm-hmm. see the part of you. Mm-hmm. I was able, able to talk. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still working on the communication thing. I'll be the first to tell you. Okay. Uh-huh. You know, I can go on stage, do my thing. You know, I can talk on the talk mm-hmm. show. When it comes to, like, relationships, you know, coming up, I never was a talker because I was the end. So everybody was older, so when I talked, everybody looked at me like, okay, shut up. So or they looked or they talked to me, but not where I was like, okay, they they talking to me. You know, they just let me in because, look, she's standing there, you know. But as I got older, um, it didn't change much, but I was always the person that had the jobs where I had to present I had to talk to people. Mm-hmm. But when I got home, mm-hmm. I was talking about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and she mm-hmm. makes me want. You know, she makes me want to talk. Sometimes I don't. You know, I sit there be like, mm, so I should. And sometimes I do it because I want to see a reaction. And um, you know, it depends on what the reaction is. Sometimes I'm like, okay, that was a good move. And sometimes, but like, ah, that was the wrong move. Don't do that one again. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think that's gonna help. On my side, because I think that's kind of what you know. Um, she's that she's that talker, you know. She's that one that wants that communication open, wants to know what I feel. And I think a lot of people get in marriages and get in relationships, and they don't, you know, they want to say, okay, so you know, what do you think? But it's very rare sometimes that you hear somebody turn and say, so what do you really feel? Mm-hmm. That one, you know, I think that one word makes a big difference. 
Yeah, and even once you say how do you feel, the people will generally tell you how you think, how they, what they think, you know, because, you know, we don't socialize very well around feelings. I was really excited to see that some of the charter schools had this uh, learn, this empathy um, and learning program that's part of that's teaching kids feelings because, you know, with the in, uh, information age and technology, we are so somewhat moved from that. And I don't think that we've just been generally socialized around. And I do think that there's something to be said for the um, sort of the masculine identified, um, the sort of the roles that, and when I say roles, I mean what looks visibly like a separate, like, you know, okay, this is the masculine identified one. And, and sometimes people think that is means that, you know, being reserved in your feelings, that makes you, you know, macho. Um, in, and, and I think it's very distorted, you know, that we are all, more than just the fact that we're all women, we're all humans. I mean, even before I came out, I never wanted to date a man who couldn't express his feelings. So I certainly would not want to be with a woman who was not able to express her feelings. But also, you know, it's also about creating a safe space for people to do that. You know, and one of the things I will say is that something that um, triggered me, my my clinician, when you said, you know, I look to see what the response is and then I and uh, m- my hope, if I understood what you what you said, my hope is that as you continue, because like you said, you're still working on that communication piece, that your communication and advocacy for your needs and for the expression of whatever you know how how you meet love for her, not be tempered by the reaction because sometimes we have to be willing to risk that a person might not like the reaction, but that's okay. All of that's okay too. You know, like if she says something like, you know, um, my wife kind of would do some of that too in the beginning. And I had to say to her, you know, everything you say, I'm not going to like it when you say it. Like, so if you're only risking saying the things you think like that are going to get better, you know, uh, going to have a good reaction, or if you shy away from the next time because the first time wasn't a good reaction, we're going to have problems because you have a right to express whatever your needs are, even if I'm not going to like it. And on the flip side, conversely, I have a right to not like what you're saying. But the other piece is that because I love you, even when I don't necessarily like what you're saying, I still value it. I still value it, and I still want to hear it. Um, And then sometimes I need you to call me on my shit, and that means I might not like it. But we, our communication is based on the authentic need of the individual versus the response of the other person. And that is a very distinct difference that we all have to work toward, you know, because none of us want to make our mate, we're not intentionally trying to make them unhappy, right? But, you know, it comes with the territory. And so communicating, communicating and negotiating really requires that kind of risk. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, and I think like when when I say too that you know sometimes I wait for the the reaction. 
a lot of that is during our what I want to say is more so like our playtime. Because you know, oh, okay. for us, uh-huh. for us, we have you know, and we've I think we've created especially in these last couple of weeks um, a playtime. You know, it's a certain time. Ah, like, nice. So, yeah. So you know, and 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 I've come to really enjoy and look forward to it. So. If we ever miss a night of it, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> so, right. Um, right. That's why right. I'm expressing, like, uh-uh, wake up. We, we got to do this because this is something we've been doing every night for the last couple of days. So, you know, I'm, I'm used to this now, so let's do this. So, you know, for us, yeah. for me, it's like I'll do it during that playtime because, you know, yeah. like you have to, even after you get married, you still have to yeah. learn now this married person. You know, it, it's not mm-hmm. your girlfriend. Boy, it's not your. Mm-hmm. It actually, it's not your partner. Partner, because that's what people call. It's not your domestic. It's not your civil. Now it's your wife. It's somebody in front of God and says, "I'm gonna be with. I'm committed to, and that's it." Right. That's right. That's right. That's right. And I mean, I had to really get that even as a step parent. It was like, oh, okay, I'm not the girlfriend anymore. I'm the wife. And so I have to sort of, I had to get comfortable asserting um, myself in that way, even as the we talk about, you know, how we're, you know, um, you know, sort of working. I can't really call it co-parenting at this point, but it has been co-parenting because I, I came into her life when she was um, a lot younger. But, um, you know, yeah, all of that is is really important. And you know, for me, I had to really learn in terms of my communication style cuz I would be like, you know, why why did I just say could we I said, you know, why are we parking over there? And why is she responding to me like I said, like I slapped her upside her head and said your mama or something? Like, why is <laughs> why is what I'm saying being perceived in, in a certain way, and I had to learn how I, the, the way that I come across in my own communication, um, because that alpha side of me, so sometimes even a question can sound like a declaration, you know, when I'm, when I'm speaking, and, um, and I actually know, knew that somewhat, because I actually use it in the boardroom, like in negotiations, I'm very clear about that, and that, that the use, the persuasive use of that in business, but in relationship, right? I had to realize, like, oh, the way I'm saying that isn't giving her room to sort of express herself because it comes across as hard. And then also, we're from different, you know. Although she's, uh, you know, from Ohio, she, you know, was you know, lived a lot in California, and I'm on, I'm New Jersey, New York flavor. And so sometimes, you know, I'm just sounding aggressive, and I'm just asking for some cereal. And I had to realize, (laughs) you know, I had to realize, like, that's, like, I'm like, why everybody ducking? All I said was pass me the salt, you know. And, And I had to learn how to flex that part of my communication out too. So this has been definitely both of and then you know I would talk to her about it and that I had a desire to do it and that you know um you know so yeah she you know we would we 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 really work we really support each other 
and calling each other on it when we see the other person not doing it, you know. So I know we have a couple. I know we have a couple of um, folks who are going to be getting married soon. That um, they're listening. Is there anything you would want to say to them? Oh yeah, I think the biggest thing I would say is um, stop watching reality TV. <laughs> Stop watching the soap operas <laughs> because real marriage is like is not like any of that, <laughs> and that that would be the biggest thing is like get the fantasy out your head. Um, stop looking on Facebook at people's marriages because you know you don't know some of those people they're posting and they're doing this and then and then they're in my office or some other therapist's office, you know. Um, you know, ready to kill each other. So, you know, stop comparing your relationship, you know, to other people's relationships um, and really focus on building, creating a life together. You know, not just have, don't even think about having the wedding until you've thought about what the life is going to be like. What is the life you want to create? Because the wedding and the, the wedding day and all of that is a gateway to that. It's not the other way around. It's not like it's all about getting married and the wedding and the hoopla. But what is the life you want to build with this person? And then you have to get real and start asking the you know questions like, what's your finances like? You know. Um, you know, we've been, if you've been dating for, you know, in a relationship for five years, six years, 10 years, you know, you don't, you may not know what their finances really are. How much credit card debt you got? Did you pay off your student loan? Are you in, um, you know, what is your house in foreclosure? You know, what are the secrets financially? What's your credit score? You know, you got to start having those questions, you know, uh, and you got to ask those questions regardless of whether or not you get ready to have joint accounts and all of that because when you marry a person, you marry their debt, you marry everything. You marry what they bring to the table. So you better ask the question before you legally tie your name to that person. You know, ask them about their health. What's, what's your, when's the last time you had a health, um, you know, a physical, you know? If you, if you have some kind of health, chronic health issue, are you taking care of yourself? You know, I feel a higher responsibility to take care of myself and get my health together, not just for myself, but for my family. I owe my family a healthy healthy person, a healthy mom and a healthy wife. Mm-hmm. You know, I signed up to be the person that will push her around in a wheelchair if I have to, but dang, I don't really want to dive into it. <laughs> you know, I, I like to go hiking a few times before that happens and, and vice versa, you know. So I would say that, you know, have some real conversations, you know, and then you can go back in. Because if your relationship before you get married can't withstand the questions I just posed, then you might, you need to go back to the drawing board. Y'all need to push it back a little bit because you're not ready. So now I have a couple who's on the line, and I think um, they were on earlier, but they had themselves on mute. So I want to bring them in because I think they have okay. some. Hey. hey, Alicia, how you doing? 
think it's coming in. The system is just a little bit slow coming. Uh, let me see. Yeah, the system slowed down a little bit here. I don't know if it's the weather coming into Chicago or what it is. Oh, y'all have bad weather there? Well, no, it's just like right around here. I have a... Um, mm. Just have a little bit of a uh, like breeze. Wind, real windy, so. Oh, okay. We'll break in a minute, so we'll let you keep talking while we while the system goes ahead and gets her in. But, um, so you're happily married now. You're still doing mm-hmm. the uh, workshops and things like that. Oh, oh, absolutely, absolutely. In September, um, well, it, you know, after I got sick, it kind of pushed my. Uh, schedule for di- for my workshops, um, you know, um, back. But at this fourth quarter, I'll be doing a workshop intensive that's just for couples. And I'm actually only going to take, like, I want to do a small group of couples, um, you know, uh, 10, 12 people, so five, six couples um, as a, a relationship intensive workshop, you know. And, um so I'm going to be doing that coming up soon so that I can really do the work. I kind of got, you know, I, I love doing the one-hour, two-hour pieces, but, you know, I really feel like people need more intensive work. And not everybody is going to come to counseling, you know. And I, I of course, I advocate for counseling because, you know, it's what I do. But at the same time, I know that not everybody's going to do that, and I don't think that counseling is the only way to evolve and do your work. Um, but whatever you're doing, it has to have consistency to it and commitment. So if you're going to read a book, some couples read, read a um, personal development book together and really talk about it as they go through it. That's one way to continue to do your work. You can take on projects together. I really feel like a couple should have a unified vision. Um, a unified vision is you have your own goals and, and your own vision for your for your life, but you should have one for as a couple. So you know how people do um, dream boards, you call them, whatever, vision boards, people call them. I, I always have my couples that I work with individually do a, a board together, so a shared vision board. And, you know, statistically they show, you know, there's, there's real statistics on, you know, how couples find sustainability when they have a shared vision, whether that's a, a business or some sort of project that they do together, but um, some unified vision is is very anchoring for a couple, and um, and you know really strongly building intentionally building your village. And some people that you might have thought would should be in your village can't be, and that's okay. Not everybody knows how to support a couple. Maybe they can only support you. Okay, fine, but then they're not in your relationship, your your marriage village, and so. You know, those are the kinds of things that lend themselves to the sustainability of a marriage. Okay. And then when all else fails, call me. <laughs> <laughs> call, <laughs> call me when all that goes awry. <laughs> pick up the phone and call me, and I will work with the two of you. I'm talking about, so, 
for our couples who are listening, uh, definitely call money. Go on, go online. Okay. Say okay. That's right. <laughs> hmm. You don't even have to go online. Just call me at four zero four nine four four six four zero nine or four zero four nine zero seven 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 zero. Either number. And I will get back to you, and we will make it happen. I have clients that I Skype with. Um, I have clients that I do telephone sessions with. I have clients in New York, California, you know. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So definitely looks like you are... um it looks like you're on, you, you're on that path, um, and I think taking people with you, uh, especially couples, uh, especially in our community, that's a good. That's good. So, that's good. You know what? That's right. And I think that, you know, the other thing that's really important is to find a couple that you can be friends with as a couple. You know, um, I think that's really important for couples to like connect with other couples. Not that you let your single friends go, you know. Nothing wrong with being single. Um, love the single people. Um, but, you know, it's it's important to have couple friends, too, you know, that you do things with, and that's really important. Sure. Mm-hmm. So now, yes. for a while, wife, um, how about the other wife? Does the other wife have anything to say to the listening audience? Maybe she'll say something this time. She has. Do you have something to say, love? Uh, I've been on. I've had been called away because of some work responsibilities, but I I just have enjoyed the show and um, agree with most of what Imani said. (laughs) (laughs) Happy wife, happy wife. just listening to what she has to say about the communication piece, that has also been my hardest thing because I am more reserved and laid back. And uh, I did not come from an environment where you talked about feelings. So um, having her in my life has certainly uh, changed that. And it has challenged me in many, many ways. But uh, I love her and, and, and everything that we do together is, is really special to me, and and we are just enjoying married life. You know, we have some challenges, but we certainly have a lot more fun and laughter. It's never a dull moment, right, babe? <laughs> now that I can guarantee you. If you like adrenaline rush, <laughs> if you like fun, I'm your gal. Call <laughs> for a family um, talent show. On Sundays. Yeah, I got voted down. Um, I got voted down, Teresa. I, I I said we should have a family talent show, and they were like, "Boo, no." I was like, "Okay, well, there you go." Barbecue in the house, like, nope, uh-uh, not. Yeah, they were like, "Nah, we're not doing that." Even our daughter, she was like, "She usually kind of like sides with me on those kinds." She was like, "In." No. <laughs> so I was like, okay, well, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> I know it's mm-hmm. 10 o'clock where you are. And I know you've had a long day and you kind of want to uh, mm-hmm. sit with the wife and, you know, and the family. Yes, yes. You know, 
said uh, something to the couples who were looking to possibly get married. But as a whole, for mm-hmm. people who have recently, you know, jumped the room, should I say, because we jumped the room, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. What, what would you like to leave them with? To people who have recently gotten married? Is that what you said? Like right okay. behind you, uh, somewhere behind right. you. Right. Weeks ago, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, to those couples, I would say super congratulations and um, welcome to the club. You know, you you're not you you grown now. You're getting grown now. So welcome to the club. And and then I would say enjoy enjoy this first year of marriage. You know, they say that the first year of marriage is the most challenging mostly because that's where people are making the merges. You know, you're moving in together if you aren't already. You're merging all kinds of other things together. And so it can be a very challenging year if you have a blended family, you're blending the family and deciding on all of those things. Um, And so I would just say enjoy, but it's also the time where you get to enjoy the fun of being married and, um, you know, that romantic phase. So I would say to those couples, enjoy, and to really put your covenant first and foremost, to have dialogue about that, to talk about what that means, to put your marriage center and um, what that means to the people around around you and what that means to the two of you, and, you know, be on the same page. Make sure you're speaking the same language when you're talking about what that covenant means. And um, and be love-centric instead of ego-centric. And, um, you know, help each other win at loving each other. Mm-hmm. You heard it first here on Can We Talk For Real from Amani. <laughs> Yay! Anyway. Yes. <laughs> I've I've thoroughly enjoyed it and I I want to say thank you, thank you very much for inviting me back to Can We Talk for Real? I really enjoyed talking with you guys and um always enjoyed the different topics that you come up with. So very proud of you for all of the work that you're doing. Proud of that you jumped that broom and and took the step yourself. <laughs> Um, so, um, yeah, and, um, you know, so I'm always here and available for any time that um, I can have an opportunity to share with you all, and I'm I'm always happy to do it. So thank you for having me. I, I want to definitely leave my contact information to tell people to find me on Facebook at Imani Baskin. Um, and Baskin is B-A-S-K-I-N, and the one thing about taking my wife's name is that people put a S on the end of our name all the time. When I was in the hospital, people were like, hi, Miss Baskin. No, no, mm-mm, no, my name is Baskin. <laughs> I was like, well, how hard is that? Um, but so find me on Facebook, Imani Baskin, uh, find the Women Healing Women page, um, like our page, and for information about healthy relationships. And um, also, you can find me at imaniEvans.com. And again, my phone numbers are 404 944 6409. 
and 404-907-7770. So I'm always available and connected to my phone. So I look forward to hearing from people and sharing more information. So Alicia and Denise from Chicago said to tell you thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. They enjoyed uh, the show tonight. They are a couple. Uh, for some reason, that's the couple I was trying to bring in, but my sister is still yes. going. Yes. So, okay. Like, earlier, she had on mute by mistake. So, but um, you know, further down okay. the line, we're going to kind of come back to some of this because, you know, marriage season right now is is summer. You know, so right. maybe around mm-hmm. now, let's come back. Mm-hmm. You know, all of the couples we had on mm-hmm. earlier. Needs to come on at that point in time and kind of talk about these are the first holidays, you know, for some of us. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Awesome. Well, what do they look like? What you know? What are your holidays are going to look like? You know, now you're about to go into mm-hmm. this new year. Now you're going to be together for a whole year, not this half a year, mm-hmm. not just some six, seven months. You know, it's it, it's the whole year. It's the really beginning of the entire life uh, cycle. So 365. That's it. Um, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> So let's look forward to you know we're coming back to this you know and talking about it and um and you know and getting couples you know on and and even at that mm-hmm. point you'll have a workshop you know we I beat and came down to your workshop me and my wife and yeah. uh, we yeah. we can talk about it that's right <laughs> that's right I think that would be a great topic uh for your show and show because you know Don and I are we are in religion uh marriage you know I'm Buddhist. And she's Christian, um, and um, so, you know, sometimes that's very challenging for people, too, so around the holiday time, although yeah. I love any holiday where Imani gets a gift, so <laughs> I'm not anti-nothing. As a matter of fact, I run around looking for holidays where I can go find and get me a gift. Uh, so, uh, but no, but yeah, so, you know, yeah, anytime, anytime, anytime. So thank you again. Thank you. Thank you. And I want to thank, you know, um, you know, your, your wife for coming in, saying those few words because that, that helped a lot, except when she said happy wife, happy life, because I always get <laughs> happy house, happy life, because the whole house got that? to Whole yeah. house has to be happy. Mm-hmm. One, one person <laughs> walking around with their lips poked out. You know, one person gonna be looking like, hey, "Look, don't bring my happiness down." It's like, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> everybody's happy. That makes it light. That's happy. right. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, You're right about that. <laughs> but I'm conforming to that happy wife, happy life, because you know, I really, you know, I'm like, as long as my baby happy, you know, I'm happy. So it's good. It's, it works if you both have that thinking, happy wife, happy life. It, it works if you both think that way. You know, I get a kick at, out of making her giggle. So if I um, if I can do that, I do that. And so when she's happy like that, that makes me happy. So and I'm sure it's vice versa. So yes, you got her to talk on air, and I'm sort of in, very impressed with that, Teresa. So. Um, good for you. <laughs> so next time we come down for the uh, conference, I'll be like, okay, I'm the one that you was talking to on the radio. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. All right. Well, I'm going to try to make her remember you when we hang out because, you know, she she's an observer, so I'm sure she caught just about everybody in that room because, you know, that's what she does. So Perfect. All righty. Well, um, okay. anybody um, before we leave? Not at all. Just that I enjoy my time. And I am going to throw my body in the bed because it has been a very long day. And um, But it, this was a wonderful way to cap it off. So thank you very much. And to everybody who chimed in and for the people I was listening to before I had before I chimed in, thank you for your words. And thank you all for what you do. Um, so that's it. Good night. Good night. Appreciate you. Thank you. Bye. So for our listening audience, tell everybody um, that's the show for tonight. It was amazing uh, information given, you know, by Imani. I do appreciate her um, and her words. Appreciate all of our guests who came on earlier, especially from Chicago. Uh, you know, Vice, uh, Stephanie, uh, Alicia. We still got you on the line. I know you're there, so we want to say thank you to you too. Look forward to seeing everybody next week, same time. Same channel, Can We Talk For Real, Blog Talk Radio. This is Terry saying good night.